Okay, so GarageBand is not being my friend today. It keeps shutting down on me randomly and it keeps deleting my music. So you're about to hear this podcast without any music. Enjoy. Yo, yo, what's up? Welcome back to episode number three of A Conversation with Jenna. I am so grateful that you have joined me here today. How are y'all doing today? I hope that your day is going well. My day is off to a good start. I woke up early so I could record this episode because I have a musical rehearsal later tonight. Yes, you heard that correctly. I am performing in a musical and I'm so excited about it. I grew up dancing competitively and I am a dancer in the adult musical that my friend is directing as part of her dance studio. We are doing Back to the Future and it is really fun. So, In today's episode, I'm going to be discussing my personal story of how I acted out of desperation, how that one act changed the course of my life, and what I learned from my experience. A little disclaimer, what I'm about to share with you are my personal thoughts, opinions, and experiences. I am not an expert, nor will everything that I say be factual. Please do your own research and think for yourself. My hope, as always, is that my life experiences can help you in your life. So sit back and soak in the goodness. Let's jam. I decided to look up the definition of desperation, and this is what I found. According to Google's English Dictionary, desperation means this, a state of despair, typically one which results in rash or extreme behavior. My God, help me. Extreme behavior? Yes. I would say that is exactly what happened. About four years ago, I was desperate and it changed the course of my life. The year was 2018 and my boyfriend of nine years had just broken up with me. I was so devastated and even though it was a very, and I mean a very toxic relationship, it was all I had ever known. I was totally codependent on him and the only identity that I had was us as a couple. One of the reasons I told myself that I couldn't break up with him was because I didn't believe that anyone else would ever love me. It was also because of my low self-worth, and every time we would break up, I would, out of desperation, beg for him to take me back and promise to change if he did. Wow, that sounds so terrible. First, I just want to clarify that this is not love, and second, This is a very sad reality that I think a lot of people have experienced. Has anyone been in a relationship like this? If you have, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. My heart was so broken after the breakup, and I was feeling so desperate, afraid, anxious, sad, and lonely. You know, all the feelings that don't feel good and we just want to make them go away. Yeah, that feeling. Well, I had made friends with a pastor's wife at work. And when I told her about the breakup, she prayed for me in Jesus' name. And without even knowing what I was doing, I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And I want to be clear. I'm not blaming Jesus for anything that happened to me after that moment. But what I am saying is that out of a place of desperation, I agreed to something without thinking about it first. I was so desperate to take the pain away that I would have grabbed onto anything that offered me hope, and it just so happened that Jesus Christ is what was offered. That Sunday, I went to church, and this is where my journey takes a turn for the worse. I am sure that there are some of you thinking, Jenna, how could Jesus be a problem? Jesus isn't the problem. I was the problem. 
not only was accepting Jesus extreme behavior for me, but since I was so desperate for hope and to have this new life that Jesus promises, I completely stopped thinking for myself and I did whatever the church asked of me and told me to do. I completely lost my personal identity. I started conforming to the church's way of being, doing, and thinking. And I think the biggest mistake was that I believed everything that I was being told. Not only did I believe everything that the church was telling me, but I also believed all of the prophecy that was being spoken over me. If you don't know what prophecy is, here is a definition that I found from Merriam-Webster. It is a prediction of something to come. I also found this definition from Wikipedia that explains it in more of a religious context. In religion, a prophecy is a message that has been communicated to a person by a supernatural entity. Prophecies are a feature of many cultures and belief systems and usually contain divine will, law, or preternatural, which means beyond what is natural or normal, knowledge, for example, of future events. It was believing these prophecies that really did the most damage. The only thing that I could say which would condone my believing of the prophecies was that I have had a very hard life. So when people were telling me about all of the amazing plans that God has for me, I wanted to believe it. It gave me hope that maybe there is a chance that my life would be better. I mean, that is what the Bible says. From the NIV, which means New International Version, Translation of the Bible, Jeremiah 29 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. So I believed. I held on so tightly to what people had said was to come in my future because I wanted it all to be true. Another reason that the prophecies caused so much damage is because I put my hope in the words that were being spoken over me instead of in God. How many of you have made this mistake before? I know that I can't be the only one. I also trusted these people, so I never thought to question anything that they were telling me. I even forgot to ask God if any of what was being said was true. I have to remember that I, just like everyone else, have a direct line to God, and if he wants to tell me something, he will. There are many more things that happened to me when I was a part of the church, but for this episode, this is all I want to share. So, in 2021, I left the church, but I still considered myself a Christian. My thought was, well, I can still be a, tr- a Christian and not go to church, right? Which is very true, and don't let anyone tell you anything different. That's just my opinion. Then, I started questioning and researching things that I had been taught while in the church, and in 2022, decided that I'm no longer a Christian. After I started thinking for myself and researching on my own, there was no way that I could believe that Jesus is the Savior of the world and that he is also God. And I just want to make this very clear. This has not been an easy journey of self-discovery. Let me tell you that. I question my faith every day. If you were to ask me if I believe in God, my response would be, well, it depends on the minute of the day. Along with being a spiritual person, I'm also a very logical person, so at times I think, is there really a floating head in the sky smiling at me who loves me and hears my prayers? I'd like to think of God as that floating smiley face that was in the old Walmart commercial. You all know what commercial I'm talking about. If not, look it up. 
it will give you a peek inside of my imagination. I also want to make it clear that I'm not bashing the church. If you go to church, great. I support you. I'm not here to tell anyone what to do with their life. I actually hate when people do that, and that is what I felt that the church was doing. They were telling me that to be a Christian, I had to follow these set of rules and so forth, which is logical. That does make sense. If you are part of a group, there are usually rules that you choose to follow, so I get that. But I'm a free thinker, and I do not want to be tied down to any one way of thinking, doing, or believing. I need to be free to move about the cabin. You know what I'm saying? So please don't come after me because my experience is different from yours. I want this podcast to be a place where people feel safe to share their life experiences and where we can still love each other even in our differences. Let's respect each other even when we disagree. Thanks. Now, here is what I have learned from my experience of acting out of desperation. First, it was out of desperation that I would keep going back to my ex-boyfriend every time we would fight, take a break, or whatever. That was the first mistake of desperation that I made. Don't go back. If you know that the relationship that you are in is toxic, or if your whole world comes crashing down every time you're fighting, as Jeff Foxworthy would say, here's your sign. These things are all red flags and you need to get out. Second, don't grab on to the first thing that is offered to take the pain away. That is what I did, and I really wish that I would have had waited until I was not feeling so much pain and could think clearly before I made any life-changing decisions. All of the heartache that I suffered in the name of Jesus could have been avoided if I would have just waited. Third, question everything. Don't just believe what people tell you. Even if you trust them, and especially if they are an authority figure in your life. I'm talking parents, grandparents, teachers, bosses, your pastor, friends. It doesn't matter who they are. Make sure that if you have a question or a doubt, speak up. Also, asking questions is not a bad thing or being disrespectful. It is good that you can think for yourself and that you just want to make sure that you understand what is being said. I am an avid question asker because I want to know the reason behind what it is that you're telling me. Fourth, don't be so extreme. Try your best to be more cautious when stepping into unfamiliar waters. Take things slow and really make sure that this is something that you want. Side note, I feel like this is a good dating tip as well. Fifth, just because you want something to be true, doesn't mean that it is. Damn, that truth hurts, man. It really hurts. And I think it would have saved me a lot of heartache if I would have stopped, if I would have used my critical thinking skills, if I would have thought for myself, and if I wouldn't have grabbed on to everything that they were telling me because I wanted it so bad. Just because you want it so bad doesn't mean that you're going to get it and doesn't mean that it's true. Last, But not least, number six, trust has to be earned over time. This is a very hard thing for me because I am someone, as you can tell, who trusts very easily. I naturally want to give people the benefit of the doubt. 
I'm not saying to not trust anyone, but what I am saying is to not give your life savings over to someone who you just met. Test their character. See if they mean what they say and do as they say. Unless you're born with a natural bullshit detector, I unfortunately was not. You will have to go through bullshit to be able to smell it from a mile away. Lesson learned. I feel like this is another good dating tip. (laughs) And finally, I want to say that I take full responsibility for the actions and decisions that I made while being desperate. I don't blame anyone else for what has happened to me. I definitely believe in taking responsibility for my actions and not putting the blame on someone else. I have also learned from listening to people talk about their personal cult experiences that a lot of logic, logical and intellectual people take the same route as me. It is usually very common for people to grab onto religion, psychics, cults, or whatever when they are desperate. If this is you, there is no shame. Being desperate changed the course of my life forever. For four years, I pretended to be someone that I am not, and I experienced a lot of hurt because of it. At the same time, I know that I wouldn't be the woman I am today without having gone through this experience. So for that, I am very grateful. I really hope that you learn from my mistakes and that you don't act out of desperation. What's up, guys? This is Jenna from the future, and I just needed to chime in because as I was listening to this podcast, a my voice sounds very somber, which it is like a somber thing that I'm talking about. But sorry if it was a little boring. Like I tried to make my voice, you know, like sound exciting so y'all don't fall asleep because like I hated those professors who just spoke so monotone. It's like, oh, my gosh, I'm just going to fall asleep. I need to wake up. So Sorry about that. And as I was editing this episode, I realized that I only spoke on this huge live event for like less than 16 minutes. And I was like, I have so much more to say. Like I could talk about this thing for hours. So I just wanted to jump in here to talk about it a little bit more. So let's get into it. And guys, I'm a little bit out of breath because I just had a dance party with myself. How many of you guys do that? If you don't do that, you need to have a dance party with yourself because I promise it's going to brighten your day make you happy and put a smile on your face. Just pick your favorite songs. I was jamming to some Taylor Swift. I was jamming to some Jesse James Decker. I was jamming to some um, Bad Bunny, a little bit of Spanish music up in here. So do it. You'll love it. And it's going to bring a smile to your face if you're having a bad day. So I was talking with my friend's husband, who's also my friend too. And I asked, I would, I asked him if he wanted to come on my podcast and share his faith journey. And he was like, Oh, I don't know. And I was like, Oh, why not? Like, I thought for sure he was going to be like, yeah, of course, like, let's do it now. Um, but he was like, I just don't know if I'm ready for like the world to know like what I really think or, or what I really believe or like how I really am. And I was just like, oh, dude, that's so true because like I am exposing myself on this podcast. Like you're going to know the truth. You're going to know what I really think, what my true opinion is and like who I really am. And it's something I never thought about until he had made that comment. And I just like, you know, in the beginning, I was like, oh, man, like, should I like, is this something I should be doing? And then quickly I was like, "Nah, forget it. I don't care. Like, this is something I want to do and I'm just going to do it. And I'm just going to like be, you know, the most authentic 
of myself that I can be. And if people judge me, whatever, if people don't care, whatever. But the reason why I like put this in here is because, you know, I was Christian for four years and my Christian friends are going to listen to this podcast and I love you so much and thank you for supporting me, but you're going to now know what it is that I really think and I really feel. And some of you, I have never told you this before. And so that's where I don't know. I just, I knew that I was going to be sharing a lot of my opinions on the church and on faith and why I left and all the things. And then when my friend's husband just brought that up, like with his faith journey, I was like, oh yeah, shoot, people are going to know, but it's okay. I am going to stand for my truth and I'm going to stand for what I believe in. And it's okay if we have a difference of opinion. And like the Christian friends that I still have, um, which by the way is two, like from the friends that I made for the four years that I was in church, like two of them I'm still friends with. One of them I was friends with like before I was in the church because she was actually my client, but we really like grew in a friendship. Like once I became Christian and like, we're still friends now. And then another one, um, I met at work and it was like the same year. It was just like a couple months. I think I was like, I gave my life to Christ in June of 2018. And I think she came like to my office in like August of September. August or September. I mean, and she's just like been one of my closest friends ever since. So anyways, now y'all are going to know what I really think and what I really feel. So let's get into it. Um, so like I first want to add, do I have regrets? And my answer to this would be no. And, you know, some days I think, oh, did I really just waste four years of my life? But I have to say that this would have happened no matter what, regardless. It just so happened that it happened between the ages of like 29 and 33. That's when it happened because I was always curious. Like I was always curious about God. I was curious about religion. I was curious about faith. You know, I grew up in in like more of a Catholic home, but not really. I mean, I had my first communion, but nothing after that. And like, neither of my parents are religious. And, um, and so, yeah, it was like, we would go to church sometimes, but like not all the time. And anyways, and like a funny story, I, um, I would say like a few years before, like in 2016, I like really started searching for God and I would go to different Catholic churches because I thought that God was in the church and I would go to one Catholic church and I just was like, yeah, I don't think he was there. Like, I didn't feel him. I, I just don't think he was there. So then I would go to another Catholic church and I was like, yeah, I just don't think he's here either. Like, I just don't feel him or whatever it is that I was looking for. Right. And so I just tried a bunch of different Catholic churches and I was like, well, I guess like he's not real. Right. Like, I can't ever find him. Like, where is he? You know, I'm going to church like I'm doing the things right. And I remember I got like what I thought was my dream job. And I remember like this is a time when I was really frustrated with God because I kept looking for him and like, where was he? Right. And so I remember I was driving home and I got a call from uh, the boss at the time of the dream job that I wanted. Like this was it. Like I thought that I had made it. I was set. I was so happy. And she's like, you got the job. And I pulled into my driveway and I looked right up into the sky and I said, see, I don't need your help. And that's what I said to him. Like, that's what I said to God, because I was so 
like pissed because I was like, I keep trying to find you. Like, where are you at? So that's kind of like a little bit of my uh, journey of like trying to find him. And that's just like a really interesting story. So I wanted to share that with you. But so here's the thing. Like, I don't have any regrets because I was always looking for him. I was wondering where he was. And I grew I grew up or I still live, but I grew up in a town that is like has a heavy Mormon population. My God, I love the Mormons. Like, thank you for creating some of my most favorite food items like crumble cookie, swig, and Costa Vida. Like, if you need, haven't eaten any of those things, you need to go right now and you need to go go get it. Um, I could tell you all my favorite things. Maybe we'll save that for an episode. Oh, that could be a fun episode idea. Like, all of my favorite things. Ooh, that's good. I'll have to remember that. But anyways, um, so like, love my Mormons. I love my Mormon friends. Like, I still have a... Like, I still have a, a good friends who are Mormon. And, like, this leads me to another story. Like, I was at a church. This is kind of now going random, but it'll all make sense. I, not the first church, like, I felt like God was calling me away from my first, first church and was calling me to this other church. So the second church I went to, like, when I was a Christian, this church had a curriculum that was called How to Talk to My Mormon Friends. When I heard that this church has a curriculum based off of Mormons being wrong and non-denominational Christians being right and how to talk to them so you can convert them, I was so angry. I was so angry because do you not know that you're hurting the people that I love? Like I wanted to fight them. Because I just couldn't believe that they would do this. I just couldn't believe that they would be so close-minded, so close-minded to what other people believe and so prideful in their thinking that they were right. I got so angry. And I, like, that's just like, I feel like maybe that's when it all combusted. combusted and I was just like, oh, I just can't do this. Like, I have to get out. But I remember I told one of my Mormon friends, I was like, Jenna, I'm sure she has the same name as me. I'm sure she doesn't care if I use her name. But I was like, Jenna, I the church I attend literally has this class. And it is called How to Talk to Your Mormon Friends. And there is someone out there who actually wrote curriculum on this. Like someone who actually thought that it was okay for them to be so prideful, to think that they are so much better than everybody else, to think that they are right, that they actually wrote curriculum, how to like talk to your Mormon friends, like how to convert them. Oh, I, I just couldn't even believe it. And I had to like confess to her and I had to apologize to her because I felt so guilty that I joined a church. And that's another thing we could talk about that. But like I joined a church who had this curriculum. But like there was a part of me that also when the pastor would talk crap about the Mormon church from the pulpit, because that actually happened, I cheered for him. It was like I just felt it in my soul. And so the words just came out and I was like, yeah, that's right. I just like couldn't even believe the person I was becoming. And then let's even talk about like, like the, the conflict that I had when it came to becoming a member of that church. I had straight conflict because I was pissed. Like I was like, God, how, how can you ask me to be a part of a church that doesn't even love my friends? Like, uh, no. Uh, and there was just so many other things like there was just so many other things, like some tension that was just building in my heart. And anyway, so that was just like a little bit of a rant and a little bit of a story. But that's why I'm not Christian. Like, this is why. Because of the amount of pride that is in the church, the amount of arrogance that is in the church, the amount of egos that is in the church, all of it. I can't do it. Like, I love all people. 
And when I was Christian, I wasn't able to love all people because I was brainwashed into thinking that we were right, that Christians were right, that the, their way of thinking, their way of being, their their way of doing was right and everybody else was wrong. So I wasn't able to like love someone who was like gay because in my mind, I believed that that was wrong and that's not what God wanted. So I couldn't fully love them for who they were or accept them for who they were. That's not right. And that's not me. I love people like people are a huge passion of mine. Like this is why I do this podcast, because I wanted to help someone. Like, I love you no matter what. And I couldn't, I couldn't just be my true and genuine self when I was in the church. Okay, now let me get back to my notes. I just got off on a little passionate, heated rant. I'm a very passionate person and I can be a very passionate communicator. Um, But anyways, so I have no regrets because this would have happened regardless. It just so happened that it happened between the, the years of 2018 and uh, 2022. And like I said, uh, I grew up in a town with a lot of Mormons. And I was always so jealous and envious of the family unit that the Mormons had. Like, my parents are divorced. And I am very lucky because I have a re- like a solid relationship individually with my family members. But I... I we were never like a strong, solid family unit. And that strong, solid family unit is something that Christianity would have given me, right? It's like family is a huge thing in Christianity. Family is a huge thing that I would see in my Mormon friends. And like, I wanted that. I long for that. And I still long for that. And that's something that I really hope, you know, that I can have, like between my husband and I and our kids, like I want to have a strong family unit where we support each other. We're there for each other. We speak life over each other, whatever. So it was something I, I was always looking for. Um, but I do have to say, <laughs> over these four years, like, I thought I was doing what I was supposed to be doing, right? Like, and and I thought I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. I, I wanted to be Christian. Like, it was something I had looked for, I desired, and it's what I wanted. And so I did it. And the reason why I say like the only real gr- the only regret that I will have is if I miss my opportunity to get married. And I know that that might sound like weird, but in over these last four years, I stayed single on purpose because that's what I thought I was supposed to do. Like I wasn't actively looking. A, there was like no one that I was even interested in and no one's af- asked me out. So like, right, it, it just didn't happen. But that would have been my biggest regret is that I like wasted these last four years because I am getting older now. Like I just turned 34 and I was had the kind of panic about uh, freaking out like are my eggs dried up? Like is am I too old now? You know, that would have been my own. That would be my only regret is if I missed my opportunity to get married and to have a family and to like make those dreams and those fantasies like a reality. And like I said, I thought I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. So I would be really upset if I wasted that time. And that would be the only regret that I would have. Now, what I want to say is during these last four years, I took the time to really work on myself. I took the time and I went on my self-love journey. And I really like, you guys know, I spent a season of isolation And in that time, I went deep and I worked on issues and I feel like I healed and all all the things. And I specifically did not date in this time because I thought I wasn't supposed to date. 
I thought I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. And this is where this is where the one regret will come in is that I will be so pissed if I miss my opportunity to get married. And I only say that because now I'm 34. And what if it's too late? You know, like, I think I've talked about this a little bit before, but like next year, I'm going to be actively looking for a husband. Like, I'm not waiting anymore. Like, I feel like I wasted the last four years, but I I didn't waste them because I took that time to work on myself. So like, I want to believe that it wasn't a waste. Well, I know that it wasn't a waste because I have completely transformed. Like, I'm a different person than I was like prior to giving my life to Christ. And I'm, I'm going to talk about my self-love journey in another episode. But like, that's just the one regret that I would have is, is if I miss my opportunity. However, to a little caveat to that, though, is if I would have been married when I was in the church, I would definitely be divorced because I'm not the same person. I don't believe that anymore. So it's like my husband and I would have changed together, but the likelihood is I would have just changed and I would have been like, see ya, I can't do this anymore. I'm out. Where are the papers? Let me sign on the dotted line. So it's like, uh, I don't have regrets, but that's going to be it. I'm going to be really pissed if I miss my opportunity to get married and to have a family. Like I'm 34 now. My eggs could be shriveled up and dried up. Like it's possible that it's going to be really challenging, but I just... I'm just trying to believe and I'm trying to stay positive that those last four years was something that I was supposed to do and I grew from it and I am a different woman today and I love who I am today. I didn't love who I was before. And so, yeah, I'm trying not to have regrets. So something else that I wanted to give a little update on is I had said earlier in this episode that I'm a spiritual person and I'm a logical person. And I recorded the like first part of this episode probably back in August. And right now it's like the middle of November. So obviously I've grown and I've changed a lot since then too. And that's the thing about me is like, I'm always constantly growing and changing because I am open-minded. I don't want to be stuck in like, a poor way of thinking or a a past way of thinking or like a thinking that's old, right? Like I want my thinking to be current and to be new because I want to keep growing and maturing, which man, like, I wonder if that's really hard to have a relationship with someone like that. Like, because I'm constantly changing, right? Like, don't expect me to be the same person today that I am tomorrow because I'm going to be different you know, and I'm always open to have my mind changed and my mind blown and to have new experiences and to be like, oh, like I could take this and that and that and like use it in my own life. So anyways, that's just a little side note. But I had said that I was spiritual and I don't know if I consider myself spiritual anymore because what does that even mean? Like, I don't even know if there's a true definition for spirituality. I'm sure that there is. I'm sure I could find it on Merriam-Webster. But like in my own mind, uh, like I pray does that make me spiritual? But you know why? You want to know why I pray? I pray because if God is real, I do want him to hear my prayers and answer my prayers and give me everything that I want. Like, let's be honest. And sometimes I wonder, like, would Christians really follow God if they didn't get their prayers answered? You know what I mean? Like, there has to be an incentive to follow him. What is that incentive? It's that he gives you, quote, the desires of your heart, according to the Bible. It's like, and that's like another reason why I left Christianity is because it just like wasn't working and what I mean by that was all of the prayers that I have prayed over the last four years when I was Christian they never once came true and so I was like what the heck I'm literally doing everything that I was told to do and like you're not answering any of my prayers you actually put me through literal mud and death and hell for four years and now that I'm out I'm actually like so much happier now 
and my prayers are actually being answered now, now that I'm gone. And so I'm just like, what? And like, we could talk about tithing, right? Like the Bible says that when you tithe, Malachi chapter three, I think it's verse five. Don't quote me. Sorry if I misquoted, but God talks about giving 10% to the church and he will open the storehouse of heaven and pour blessing upon you. That never happened to me. Never. I tithed. I tithed. I tithed. I'm, I gave so much when I was Christian. Never once did God open the storehouse of heaven and pour blessing upon me. Never once. Never. It's like, how am I supposed to believe something that's not even true and not even working and not even real? Okay. Like that's another rant that I have. Now y'all know how I really think and what I really feel and like why I left because it just wasn't lining up. Like I just wasn't seeing the promises that I felt like the Bible was making to me. And I felt like the church was making to me. Like I did everything right. I followed all the rules. I had an awesome, and we can get into this now. Like I had an awesome prayer time schedule. Like I was spending two hours in the morning with God, but also talk about my pride being at its ultimate high because I thought it was better than everybody else because I was spending two hours with God every morning. It's like, geez, I'm already an Enneagram too. So according to the Enneagram, pride is my sin, which yeah, sometimes I do think I'm better than everybody else. Like, but I have to quickly check myself and be like, no, that's not true, Jenna. Like, don't be prideful, be humble. You know what I mean? And, and I felt like when I was in the church, like my pride, it just was so high. I just walked around so arrogant, stuck my nose in the air. I'm better than you. I'm right. You know, just like all of the negative brainwashing, it just became, it was just too much. Like it was just too much. So back to what I was saying, I've been getting off on a lot of rants, but back to what I was saying about, I don't know if I consider myself spiritual anymore. And the reason why I really wanted to, um, put that out there is because I don't want people to like have the wrong perception of me, but yes, I do change quite often. So like, again, today I could say I'm spiritual. And then five months from now, I could be like, guys, guess what? I'm spiritual again. So yeah. Um, but Uh, And I guess going back to prayer is so like, yes, I pray because I want God to hear my prayers if he is real. And I do want him to give me the desires of my heart. But also like, even if I'm just praying and talking to myself, I'm totally fine with that because I do that like all day, every day. Anyways, I am someone who talks to themselves or like sings to themselves, you know, verbal processor over here. So I'm just like cool with it. And like, that's where I'm at now. As of today, which I'm recording this on Monday, November 21st, 2022. I'm okay with not knowing. And that's honestly like it feels really good to not have to put the pressure on myself of knowing whether God is real or not because I don't know. And I genuinely believe that none of us know if he's real or not. Like I think a lot of people quote speak for God. God is real. Look at what he's done in my life. Yeah, but are those just coincidences or are those cognitive biases or like were you just really lucky? You know what I mean? Like it's not tangible. I can't touch it. I can't see it. So how do I know if it's really real? And like, here's the thing, guys, I don't wash my hands. And I can't believe I just told you that during the pandemic 2020, I was very good. I I was very good at washing my hands. But now I don't wash my hands. And the reason I don't wash my hands is because you tell me that there are germs on my hands, but I can't see the germs. So how do I know that there's really germs there? So why would I wash them away? Like that just isn't logical to me. If I can't see it, why would I like, why would I just believe everything that you're telling me and have to wash my hands? It's so funny because as a little girl, like that's the one thing that my mom would struggle with me with is she would tell me to wash my hands. and I'd be like, why? Like, what is the purpose of that? I don't see the germs and I never get sick. 
Like, so it just doesn't make any sense. How come we have to be like afraid of germs and like wash our hands all the time? I just don't get it. Like to me, it's just not logical. I also feel like even if you put my hand under a microscope, (laughs) It showed me that there were germs on my hand. I would be like, this is a setup. This isn't real. I still can't see the germs. <laughs> uh, anyways, guys. So, yes. So that's where I'm at with my walk. That's where I'm at in my spirituality is that I'm okay with not knowing. I am fine with not knowing. And I also wanted to say, like, Another reason that I just don't fit in the church is because I'm very opinionated. And I really felt like when I was in the church, I was stifled because I wasn't able to think for myself. And I really feel like I wasn't able to be my true self. And the true Jenna, she cusses. Like, I love dropping a good F word. I love it. Like, and honestly, you guys can tell from this episode, like, I cuss a little bit, like, very minuscule. And I really like had a hard time with this, um, whether I, uh, whether I was going to cuss on the podcast or not. And yes, I said a few words, which I don't necessarily think like they're bad words, but I did say them. So I'm going to make this explicit because I just like want to cover my bases. I want to be respectful for everybody, but I've decided that I'm not going to cuss on the podcast because I really do want this to be something that every, anybody could listen to. I don't want someone to get turned off because there's an explicit or because I do cuss. And I know that some people could be like, well, that's not you being your most genuine and authentic self. And I was like, yes, but I also feel for like the betterment of my podcast, I don't want to cuss. So meaning like I might say damn and bullshit like I did you know, earlier in this episode, but like, there's not not, going to be any F words. I'm going to try my best to not use that word, even though sometimes like it's just the only word that makes sense and the only word that I want to use. But that's that. And like the true Jenna, she, I like to say that I use all of my vocabulary words. Like I don't want to be stifled and said, I can't do this. It's like, no, let me live my life and let me do what I want. Yeah, there's just so many rules, so many restrictions, and it's just not for me, even though I wanted it to be. Like, I wanted to be Christian. I wanted it so bad. But, like, if I was supposed to be it, I would still be there. And one of my friends who, like, I stopped being her friend when I was in the church because the church basically told me that you need to get rid of all the people in your life who are not like you. Yes, that's what they teach. Um, They, she she so now we're friends again and I cussed in front of her and she goes oh my gosh you cussed and I was like yes and she was like it's good to have you back you know what I mean like she was like that's she didn't say those words but that's what she meant like she also basically said like I knew eventually you would come back like I knew eventually you would leave and it wouldn't be for you and she was right and it was just awesome like it was just awesome that I could be my normal self in front of her that she wouldn't judge me that like she would feel comfortable, you know, and yeah, so that's that. The one final thing that I want to talk about, um, like one of the reasons why I left the church or just like a way that I was feeling when I was still in church was my negative self-talk was so high because I could never live up to their standards ever, 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 ever live up to their standards. I was constantly beating myself up like, oh, why did you say those things? Like, why did you act that way? And come to find out, like, 
that's just who my personality is. And that's just what my personality is. And that's like how God made me, right? Like I am opinionated. I am outspoken. Sometimes I speak out of place. Like I did this last weekend with my friend and I apologize a thousand times. Like, and I just really felt like when I was in the church, I couldn't be me. And I know that the church says that everyone belongs here, but that's just not true. Like, I don't belong there. And I'm finally to a place where I'm okay with that. I'm finally to a place where I don't cry about it. I'm finally to a place like, ugh, like because so my because so much change has happened in my life in such a short amount of time and very, very drastic change, right? Like it was very drastic for me to be Christian and now I'm not Christian. And I also know that I just change as a person often. Like I'm always changing, right? My mind is changing and stuff. Sometimes it's hard for me to... Sometimes I can get down on myself like, why didn't it work this time? Or like, why didn't I belong? Because I, there's a lot of places that I don't belong. Like I'm a trailblazer. I don't follow what the world does. I don't, just because something's trendy, like doesn't mean that I'm going to do it. No, like that's just not me. And so being a trailblazer and I'm like not trying to like, like sound cool because I say I'm a trailblazer, but I'm different. I don't fit in in most places like I don't know I it, it, it's just sometimes it can be really hard to be like feeling different and being different and not fitting in and it, sometimes I'm just like god like why can't I just be normal like why can't I just have a normal life or like why couldn't Christianity work for me or why can't I have this or why can't I be like everybody else like and I really felt And you know what's so funny is I haven't had those thoughts in a while. And when I was in the church, I was having those thoughts a lot. And it's just, I need to love myself for who I am. I need to be accepted for who I am. I need to just be Jenna. And like, this is me. This is who she is. And I'm going to try my best to be unapologetically me. Um, And it's like, I say these things And yeah, so I think that that's all. Let me stop. One, let me give you an example of an expectation that I couldn't live up to. So the church teaches that in prayer, it's bad if our mind wanders away from God. Let me say that again. The church teaches that it is bad if our mind wanders away from God. Because in prayer time, we're supposed to be worshiping him. We're supposed to be talking to him. We're supposed to be making our requests known to him, right? It's supposed to be like a conversation. Do you know how hard it is to not have your mind wander long term? And think about meditation. Do you meditate? Like how, how, what amount of time can you meditate without your mind wandering someplace else? I would beat myself up so hard and I would apologize to God and I would repent and I would feel so bad because during my prayer time with God, my mind would wander. I don't have any scientific evidence to this, but I'm pretty sure that that's a normal, natural human part of our mind and that it's actually really hard for us to meditate on something long-term without our mind wandering. Like I'm pretty sure that's just how our brain works and how God wired us to be. And It's the things like that, like that I would just beat myself up on or the the way I would talk to people or treat people and it would just, yeah. 
Before we get into my rants and raves for this episode, I just want to give another little update based off of the rant that I said in episode number one, um, Life After Isolation. I talked about how Quick Trip got rid of my beloved Mountain Dew Code Red and they switched it with Goji Citrus Strawberry. And I just have to give a little update that this week I tried the Goji Citrus Strawberry and it's actually really good. I like mixed because it's very, very sweet. So I like put a little bit at the bottom of my cup and then I fill it up with just regular Mountain Dew. It's actually really good. So, okay, you guys can try it. I was wrong, but still QT, bring back my code red, please. Thank you. So those are my thoughts, opinions, and experiences of the church. Told you a little bit about why I left Christianity and uh, please do yourself a favor and do not act out of desperation. My rant for the week is purebred dogs. Did you know that some purebred dogs are bred through incest? How disgusting is that? Like, ew, that is totally gross. What some breeders will do is mate the uncle and the niece and so forth from the same bloodline to get purebred puppies. How is this not illegal? My opinion is that incest is wrong no matter if you are human or animal or plant or insect or whatever. The few articles that I read about this topic said that it is not considered incest because they are animals and that they don't know that they are having sex with a relative. But still, I don't agree with that. Actually, the reason that I wanted to bring this up is because I wondered how many people actually knew about this. And if they didn't, now that they do know... Would they reconsider buying a purebred? Email me and let me know your thoughts. Would you still purchase a purebred knowing that it was created through incest? Is that something that bothers you or not? I am so curious to find out what your thoughts and opinions are. I also thought, what a fun topic to bring up at a party or at your next group gathering. (laughs) Only I would want to talk about this at a party. But I totally believe that the more you know, the better. And... My rave for the week is a song called Growing Pains from Elevation Rhythm. It is a song that talks about how sometimes our faith has growing pains. And man, it sure speaks to the season of life that I'm in right now. If you are struggling like me, I hope that this song encourages you. If I can, I will put a link to the song below. I also want to make it clear that I in no way support the teachings of the church that this song comes from. I just really like the song, and it totally speaks to the season of life that I'm in. Well, that is all I have for you on this episode of A Conversation with Jenna. But the conversation doesn't have to stop here. If you have thoughts and opinions on my thoughts and opinions, email me at aconversationwithjenna at gmail.com. I can't promise that that I will respond to every email, but I would love to hear from you. Also, please rate and review my podcast on whatever platform you listen on. I would greatly appreciate it. Don't let the things you want make you forget the things you have. Thanks so much for listening, and I can't wait to talk to you next time. Bye.